Hello and welcome to Make It Happen episode number 17. My name is Ali Meehan and today I am joined by Marina Pearson. Marina is a best-selling author, speaker and specialist in transforming your stress into effortless living. We'll also be talking about joy. Hello Marina. Hi Ali, it's lovely to be here. It's lovely to see you because we've been friends online for quite a long time but it's nice to actually see you face yeah we have we? we have yeah yeah so tell the ladies that don't know a bit about marina so gosh i'm a mother to my beautiful son leo who is four and a half and i live in spain i live in a place called javier it's a small town on the coast east coast of spain which is rather beautiful and um <clears throat> I'm an investor, um, as well as uh, now building an online business to help mums with their mental health. So I'm a big advocate for mums in that in that regard, um, as I have also uh, suffered from what you can conceive as postnatal depression, suicidal ideation, um, anxiety disorder. Gosh, you name it. I think I've really yeah. experienced it. Okay. Um, but I've come out of the other end in a, in a much more calm and grounded way and experience. So, um, I, uh, I really understand what it's like to navigate life when you're not seeing things clearly, but I also know what it's like to navigate life when you're feeling calm and grounded. And I know that, that, that the, the latter is far easier to navigate than it is when you're stressed, overwhelmed, and not seeing the wood for the trees. Yeah. 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 Well, well done on coming out of it and, and well done on helping other women as well. Cause it's great to come from that place of experience. So when did your business journey start? So it started when I left the music industry that was, um, back in 2010. So I've been kind of doing my own thing since then, really. Um, I've invested in property and I've invested in, in, uh, other such, other wonderful things um and that kind of stood me in good stead for me then to start growing or being a coach um and I dipped my toe in here and there but I haven't really fully committed to the journey until really this year um when I got very very clear on the message and where I was going to go with it so I've been sort of doing my own thing since 2010 yeah Okay, good. And whenever we look at your business, it always seems to be about effortless. So can you tell us more about your experience as to why you chose that as a theme or did it choose you? Well, it's interesting because that's kind of evolved to the joy of being, but it it kind of all seems to be the same thing. Because what I've seen is that um, when we are in the present moment, when we're here now, and we're not worrying about the future or regretting the past or we actually, our life becomes what seems to be effortless. Um, things flow and, and we have a very different sort of attitude towards life that helps us navigate it in a far easier and effortless way. So to give you an example, um, I just recently experienced going through a divorce. Well, actually it was about two years ago now. And then my ex-husband decided that he was going to go and live in the States. So that kind of means that I co-parent him, co-parent my son transatlantically and have been doing so for the last year. 
Now I could be really in my head about this and I was for a bit. Um, I was angry. I was upset that he would create an, you know, create a situation like this. So that that meant that we had to kind of now navigate that water and it could have been just so much easier if we'd actually just spent time in the same town. But over time, I've let go of that. I've let go of that thinking. I've decided that, that actually what's more important is the attitude that I have towards this experience as opposed to the experience itself. And I realized, actually, it's actually a wonderful experience. Um, and since kind of just realizing that it's an amazing opportunity for me, for my son, for my ex, I, I have now seen that it's far easier to navigate. So we can resist, and it, and it is resistance to what is, that, that sense that um, I want it to be different, I don't want it, I don't want it to be like this, um, I want it to change, and once it has changed, then everything will be fine. But if we actually just see what's beautiful already in this moment, and actually experience this moment in the present, there's nothing to change. Because when we are in the present moment, there's nothing that we need. There's nothing that we need to look for that it just is. Yeah. Wonderful. So you mentioned the joy of being. Tell us what, it's a brand new book, but is it out now? Yeah. Or is it just? So it, is, it is a brand new book. I, uh, it's actually interesting, right? This whole creative process, um, because it's something that I had been um, willing for about four years. And I'd started writing it and then I would spend the next sort of three or four months it's sitting there and then come back to it. So it was literally like I would write it and then come back to it, write it and then come back to it. And this had been going on for about four, about three and a half years until last year. And then I had a, an, a really lovely um, conversation with a lady on my podcast and she was telling me about this event in, in, in Austin, Texas called the Mom.20 Summit. And I said, oh, where is it? And she goes, oh, it's in Austin, which is actually where my son is with his dad. And I was like, well, actually, that would be an amazing opportunity for me to go to the summit and for me to have the book in my hand. So that was really the incentive. Okay. Yeah. Up until that point, it was like, yeah, okay, I'll get it done, whatever. And at the time, the book was called Effortless Living. But I was at that point, you know, working with the podcast and, and the podcast is called The Joy of Being. And I was like, no, it needs to be called The Joy of Being. I really want it to align with the podcast title. So I had to go in there and rewrite it, really. Not from scratch, but a lot of it changed. And I threw away a lot of chapters. I put in, I put in quite a few new ones. Um, my focus shifted. So it was really about helping mums. So the creative process has been a long and tardiest one, but it's finally arrived. Um, I finally given birth to it. And what it really talks about is because I see a lot of mums struggling and I know what it's like to struggle because I've been there and I spent three years in that space, I think, um, struggling to, to kind of connect with my son um, I'm the kind of type A woman who wants to get stuff done in the world. And it, it was a big shock to, spot, to be this mother. And I had some really unrealistic expectations about what that looked like. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the best mom ever. Um, I'm not going to be like my mom. You know, the usual banter, <laughs> I think, that most of us talk about, right? 
And what happened in the process is I got sorely disappointed because I couldn't keep up to that expectation because all of those expectations were totally unreasonable. And so that was one of the things. And then the second thing I realized was that um, my life had to change. Like it, I couldn't carry on in the way I was carrying on before. Like I was very much committed to my work. I would work, work, work all the time. And in fact, what I realized was it was actually a way to escape from the way I was feeling. And so what was happening was that I, hadn't, I didn't really have that outlet because I had to look after this little one. I was exhausted anyway. Um, and my health really suffered. So I was suffering from something that people would call chronic stress. And at the time I was um, working with this understanding I share with my clients, but the overwhelming feelings of dread and, um, and, and, non, and non-sleep and I was making it worse because I literally was um, overthinking, dwelling, ruminating over all of these things that were really hard for me. Um, and so I realized that when I came out of it, I got curious about how many other mums were going through this. And what I found was, is <clears throat> that one in four mums suffer from postnatal depression. Wow. And that's even the ones that don't count, like the ones that haven't been counted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there are all these mums that, regardless of postnatal depression or not, are on, are on medication. Um, then I found out that, um, that the, t- the way that the TV shows how to, you know, how to get over it isn't actually helping. It's actually um, not helping in any way. And I know it's innocent that they want to help, but it talks about how to do this and how to do that. And, but it's not pointing back to actually really what's creating the depression or the experience. So I just got very clear that this book had to be for mums and it had to be written specifically from my own experience, but also for to actually how life can is actually working and how our, how our state of mind works. And I wrote it for them and I'm, and I, I kind of wrote it for me, I guess, yes. um, a bit of a cathartic, another cathartic book. Yeah. But um, I, I really wanted to share my insights into mental health. Um, I wanted to share my insights into how we can rethink negative feelings. I want to share my insights into um, how us feeling our uh, feeling our thinking instead of feeling our circumstances can relate to money and relationships and then i wanted to talk about how who we really are and 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 because i think the biggest thing that i see with moms especially is what they think about themselves and they think that everything they think about themselves is true they think that because they're not this, then they're failing or they, you know, they, they think they're broken or they think. And, and so I really wanted to put the record straight by saying, you're not broken. You don't need fixing. Um, you just have insecure thinking, but it doesn't mean anything about who you really are. And so that that's the second part of the book where I really go into much more depth around living from wisdom, dancing in the unknown and not being scared of it. Um, the art of effortless results um, and so forth and so on, you know, creating more time, um, letting go of the guilt and looking after yourself and getting support that you need. So yeah, it was just, um, the first was kind of, the first part was establishing, um, how we create our stress. And the second part is really how we can live more. So that was kind of the intention behind the book.
Okay. And what does the being part of joy of um, mean to you? It really means about being in the present moment. Okay. Right here, right now. Um, which then allows us to actually probably not work as much, <clears throat> probably take care of ourselves more, do what makes sense. But when we're coming from a place of wisdom and heart, we tend to make better choices. Um, we tend to listen to our bodies more. We tend to um, slow down more. So the, the kind of the connotation here was being in the present moment will help you be more, as in you don't have to do more. The being yeah. is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And who or what is your main source of joy? My son. Okay. Um, um, singing, dancing, um, cooking. Um, when I don't have to cook, because just when I fancy it, which is not very often, but I do love it. Um, uh, seeing my dog run in the park. Um, yeah, and I guess the work I do, which is supporting mums, definitely. I get a real joy out of seeing them see something for themselves and realize that they actually have this, they are the wisdom they seek and they have this beautiful wisdom inside of them. Yeah. So being able to make a difference to people too. Hmm. Yeah. You mentioned earlier on that you're a coach and coaching is very much a part of our world today. What does being a coach actually mean to you and what are the benefits of people having a coach? Well, the way I see it is that, um, in my view, like I can only speak from my own experience, but I love to create an environment in which my clients can actually listen to something for themselves so that they can actually listen to their own wisdom. And so it's kind of creating the environment for insight to happen for them. Um, and the second thing is coaching for me is um, an opportunity for them to be really listened to and understood. And it's very difficult. I think it's quite unusual in this day and age to actually have somebody really listen to you um, and really understand you and really get you. Um, because it seems that we're all so busy and really distracted that that kind of gets in the way of us really being, really kind of being in that connection with someone. But it's an opportunity for them to see something they can't see for themselves necessarily. Because I don't know about you, but I can't see my own eyeball, right? <laughs> so. Like, it's really difficult for me to see my own eyeball. And, and I can see your, you know, I can see your eyeball. You can't. But that reflection can, can, can really be so, so huge when they, they, they actually wake up or see their own blind spot or they see their own eyeball because you point them in a direction, um, because they hear something for themselves because you're having a conversation that talks about um, something that they know to be true. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I agree with you. I think we're, we're very much on these things all the time. Mm -hmm. and we don't actually have much time to, to properly listen to each other or speak words to each other um, that mean things. We, we just, you know, rushing about all, all the time. So totally with you on that one. So what, apart from releasing this fabulous book, are you going to achieve in 2019? What else? I love that question. 
I'm really glad, I'm really glad you asked it um, because it actually got me, it gave me a lot of clarity. Okay. Um, so interestingly enough, I have this amazing podcast called The Joy of Being, which apparently, which I'm so excited about, has been featured in OK Magazine as their wow. top 10 podcasts. Okay. okay. I know. <laughs> I'm like, what? How did that even happen? So um, I'll be carrying on doing that. But my intention with that is to get it up to a thousand downloads per episode. I have no idea how I'm going to do that, but I'd love that to be the case because I'd love to get some brands on board to be able to advertise on there. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is I'm launching an online program called Back to Balance in 90 Days, uh, A Fresh New You, which is for mums um, who feel really burdened by motherhood and modern day life and feel like they want to kind of come back to that balance and feel like a fresh new them. Um, and it's not even about being a mom or, you know, a woman, it's just about being a, the most self-expressed version of who they are, which obviously has massive ripple effects in their, in their family. So, um, <clears throat> I'm launching that as, a as a course on the 20th of May. And, and so I'll be sharing, I've got a webinar called uh, hashtag mum relief, um, freeing mums from the burdens of motherhood and modern day life. And that will then follow, that will then be a precursor to the course. So the intention is that I want to, over the next year, I'd love to get, um, I'd love to have at least 500 women mums go through that one. Brilliant. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we'll put links to the course below so that the women can sign up. And what books have you read so far this year or in the last year that you've really enjoyed? I really love The Missing Link by Sidney Banks. Um, it's a, a book that really came through him. He was a Scottish welder that had an enlightened experience um, where he realized that he wasn't an insecure man. He just had insecure thinking. And that really changed the way that he saw his experience because he realized that everything was everything that we we experience we see we experience it through thought and um it's actually as a result of his work that i started sharing this understanding with clients and it's completely revolutionized and changed my life beyond measure so that's not one of the books that i absolutely love um short sweet prose uh, beautifully written um, but just very succinct and profound. So The Missing Link by Sydney Banks. Another book that really changed my life is a book called Clarity by Jamie Smart. That was a big one for me too. There are no how-tos in, in how to get clarity in that book. Um, but what I did realize is by the end of the book, I was having some big insights for myself. So my head had calmed down enough for me to start really listening to that wisdom that was inside of me. Not that I hadn't been listening to it before, but he just put words to the experiences that I'd been having, but I'd never sort of really been conscious about it. So that was very useful. Um, and the current book I'm reading actually, which is uh, why zebras don't get ulcers. That's a great um, title. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me see um, if I can find the author. Yeah, there we go. So kind of, um, Robert M. Kapolsky, that's okay. his name. And I'm very intrigued because he talks about where stress comes from, 
um, the triggers and um, that it's not where we think it comes from. So we might think it comes from our to-do lists, the experiences that we have outside, but he points to something very, very innate, which is chronic stress comes from our chronic overthinking. It comes from our thinking. So we have like about 500 modalities in psychology at the moment, um, which are all based around here's what you do to help you get rid of it. But the challenge is, is they don't point to the source, which is basically the thinking we have. Um, And so um, he does, and I'm, I'm only on chapter two. So (laughs) I'll tell you more about it, but I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. And I, it's a thick book. I thought, oh crap. Like as a mama, I don't have time to read thick books, but um, he has a very simple way of explaining and languaging. And and so, yeah, it's, it's wonderful book. Okay. We'll be grabbing copies of those because I don't know. It's a brilliant title, isn't it? That really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes you think just from the title. I'm guessing you're a lover of quotes as well. What's your favorite and why? So it's one by Sydney Banks again, and it has a lot of meaning for me. Um, I am going to find it here. And in this game of life, we all search for ourselves. When I say selves, I mean, I mean, inner selves, the thing that created the life in the first place. Now, consciously, most of us are not aware of this, but if you're searching for happiness, if you're searching for tranquility, you're searching just to have a nice, peaceful, loving, understanding life. In actual fact, you're searching for your inner self. And every time I read it, it just reminds me of actually what I'm really searching for. When I get worried about money or um, schooling or uh, relationship, or I, re- I remember every time I read this quote that what I'm actually searching for is to come back to my, to my center. And that none of us are searching for the money, the fame, the success and the fortune, because none of that can give us the happiness that we're actually looking for. What we're actually searching for is the, the, that sense of calm and peace, that beautiful feeling that we can all experience, that we were born into actually, um, that created us in the first place. In other words, that sort of universal intelligence that we came from. So I, I just love that because it always kind of brings me back into, oh yeah, that's what, that's what's going on. <laughs> just go, went off track for a bit. And actually this was the quote that got me on the journey in the first place. So okay. um, I saw it on a Facebook page and got curious about the person that had actually um, posted up on that wall. And it just so happened to be um, a friend that friends of mine have been talking about Uh, months previously and I didn't know who he was so I checked him out and then as you do I got curious about him I went to some of his events and it just snowballed into me doing the work that I do now Um, and my life changing like beyond what I could ever conceive so um, I'm, I'm really thankful for this quote in so many ways on the, on the way that it impacted me in the first instance, the fact that I even came across it and what it actually means. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's a beautiful quote, isn't it? Yeah. What would your advice be to the younger you? Chill the hell out. 
<laughs> it's all good. You don't need to take your thinking seriously. I mean, I had a lot of suicidal thinking at school and I was uh, depressive thinking as well. And I was very insecure. Um, but at the time I didn't realize that, that the thinking I was in was actually what was creating that, those feelings. I thought it was because I was broken, because I was, you know, there was something wrong with me because I was fat, because I wasn't lovable, because I'd made up all of this story about whom this Marina Pearson was and why she wasn't worthy of anything. And if I had known what I know today, that experience would have been so much easier. Um, you know, it, it would have given me so much more calm. I probably would have made some very different decisions. I probably would have avoided years of anorexia, um, drinking, smoking, taking drugs. But, you know, I did, that happened, right? So, in, in fact, it's part of the story. It's part of, part of the, the overcoming, as it were. But um, I, that's what I would tell my younger self is it's okay. You are okay, regardless of what you think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm waving my Costa Women Make It Happen magic wand. So what are you daydreaming about? I'm daydreaming about... A few things, actually. I know I, I wrote one down there, but um, being a really loving, committed relationship, which is based on loving and understanding, that would be the first. And the second, um, impacting. Um, a million mums and, and what that would look like and how that would change the world. Yeah, and how that would change the next generation and their experience of mm. themselves. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So how can we connect with you after this interview? What's the best way? Which is your preferred social media platform or do you prefer link, LinkedIn? Or I was on LinkedIn for a while and then I kind of, uh, I kind of got clarity on it, who it was I wanted to speak to and so I went off LinkedIn and, and have kind of stuck with Facebook and Instagram. So those two really, Instagram, I'm at Marina Pearson. That's my handle. And then on Facebook, it's um, Marina C. Pearson. Um, but then I also have a business page, which is Marina Pearson as well. Those two, I'm pretty prolific in. And then um, I do have my podcast. So anybody that wants to check that out, it's on Apple podcast it's called the joy of being but um you can access it at www.marinapearson.com slash podcast as well and you can also download a chapter of my book uh, at marinapearson.com slash chapter perfect good well we'll all look forward to reading both the chapter and the book itself so is the book actually out now or is it just about it, to be? well by the time i'm i don't know when this is going up but um it's it's launching on the May 10th on okay. Amazon. Yeah, but you can pre-order it now. Okay, great. So pre-order it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go and do it. Go and do it. <laughs> well, it's been a, a joy and a pleasure to speak to you, Marina. So thank you very much. And thank you so much. Look forward to reading the book. Thank you. Take care.
Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you're a woman who's living in Spain or a woman who's thinking about moving to Spain, come and join us at costawomen.com. It's completely free to join. Please also come and follow us on YouTube or listen to our recordings via Spotify. Just look for Costa Women Make It Happen.